Welcome to the Church Leaders Podcast, conversations with today's top ministry leaders to help you lead better every day. And now podcasting from scenic Colorado Springs, Colorado, here's your host, Jason Day. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Church Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Day, and we have another great episode for you this week as I connected with Grammy-nominated singer and songwriter Jeremy Camp. Now, most of you know Jeremy from his powerful worship songs, where he has had an incredible 40 number one radio hits. But there's so much more to Jeremy's story. In fact, I had the opportunity to speak with him on the opening day that the movie based on his life was released. The movie is called I Still Believe, and it's releasing around the world. And if you are a pastor or a ministry leader, I really encourage you to visit IStillBelieveMovie.com and click group tickets to see how you can invite your entire church to see this inspiring film. Jeremy and his wife, Adie, also have a marriage book releasing in April 2020. So there really is a lot happening right now in the life of the camp family. Now, on this week's episode, Jeremy and I talk about the hope of Christ in the midst of uncertainty and grief, which seems very timely considering what our world is facing today. Jeremy shares how God led him through what he describes as the darkest part of his life. Jeremy also shares some insights about worship and some of the challenges he has seen the church face over his ministry career. Jeremy has such a heart for the church, so please won't you join me in my conversation with Jeremy Camp. Jeremy, welcome to the Church Leaders Podcast. So good to have you with us. Hey, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, we're super excited. Now, um, you have been uh, involved in in ministry and in worship for for quite some time. Uh, But here recently, um, you've been involved in kind of a a fresh way, a new way, and that is through the movie that is based on your life, I Still Believe, which is releasing here in the month of March in the U.S. Now, Jeremy, I have yet to have someone make a movie about my life. You know, I'm still waiting on that, right? But (laughs) first question I have, just kind of a fun question. What is it like to uh, sit there and, and watch kind of someone acting out your life for a portion of your life on the big screen? What's that like? Well, you know, there's hopes that they they represent you properly. So right. I watch them going, okay, is that how I act? Okay. <laughs> and I'm asking my wife, is that kind of how? She's like, yes, that's exactly how you, you know, she's, she's assuring me that he's, he's got me down. You know? <laughs> um, so that definitely is a, is a surreal thing to watch that. But I think too, it's, you know, watching this visually is different. I've shared my story for years. I've, I wrote a book about it and you know, this is the first time I've been able to see it kind of played back visually. And so it's, it's not been easy. I mean, it's mm. exciting. Of course, people ask me, are you excited? And I'm like, of course I'm excited. Cause it's a huge blessing and honor, but it is the hardest part of my life. And so you're watching right. that happen and it brings up old emotions and things that, that are not easy. And so it's not been an easy process, but I literally have seen and already like some of the early screenings, um, responses from people and God is using this pretty radically in people's lives. And so for me, it's worth it to feel that pain to kind of relive things because I see that God is actually using this to minister to people's hearts. And that's why I did it. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And, and on that note, Jeremy, um, what do you hope that that people will kind of get out of this film? Well, I think, okay, well, let's just, <laughs> let's just talk about the elephant in the room, what's happening right now in our society. Right. You know, it's, it's uh, really ensuing panic and chaos right now. And I'm not saying that we want to be wise or be cautious, but I think what's happened is, you know, the church, the, even the church, I have a lot of people that, in the church that are freaking out. And I'm just saying, listen, God has not given us a spirit of fear. I was, I was sharing that with you a second ago, but a sound mind. And, and it's like fear is not from the Lord. It's from the enemy. 
So if you're walking in fear, you have to understand it's the enemy speaking into your mind. Now, if you're just being wise and saying, yeah, I'm going to be wise and be careful about how I do things, that's fine. But I think right now, you know, everyone goes through trials and tribulations. And right now, this might be a person's biggest trial. You know, it's like, I don't right. know what's happening and fear and anxiety. Um, but no matter where you're from, pain is universal and people are looking for hope. And honestly, you know, this movie is, <laughs> I felt kind of going, well, Lord, you are the the God of perfect timing. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going right now, this movie points people when they're going through hardships and adversity and fear and, and doubt and anxiety, it points people to the only hope that you're going to have is through Jesus. And so my hope, hope is there's going to be people that are going to be not Christians. They're going to watch this film and go, okay, how did he get through this? And it's right. going to be pointing to Christ or those that are Christians that are hurting and struggling and going to go, yeah, okay. The Lord is the only thing I can lean on. That's the only answer and the one that gives me peace and hope. And so that's the hope behind this. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Now, now, Jeremy, you've called the period of your life that the movie um, portrays really the darkest part of your life. You've, you've referenced that even now as we've been talking. Did you learn anything about your own suffering you know, while the film was, was being made? Yeah, I think um, God doesn't waste suffering. Mm. You know what I mean? You know, yeah. you have to think about, you know, even Christ on the cross, that there had to be suffering and had to be um, that death on the cross for us to be forgiven of our sins. There had to be that suffering. It had to be um, that pain in order for us to have salvation. And I think for me, I, what I've learned through suffering too is we try to avoid pain and suffering. But sometimes it's a necessity for us to grow. And we don't like to hear that, you know, but Jesus doesn't like, he doesn't leave us hanging and say, you know, hey, you know, have fun doing this on your own. He right. said, no, I'll leave with you my spirit, you know, the same spirit in Romans eight eleven that rose Jesus Christ from the grave mm-hmm. lives within us. And he promises us, not in a weird way, but he says, hey, in John 16, I say these things to you that you will have peace. In this world, you will face trials of many kinds. But take heart, I've overcome the world. And so I think that understanding that suffering is a part of this world because we live in a fallen world is, is a part of it. But we don't have to stay in that suffering. It's a it's a point where you realize that God is doing something and, and creating this character and this perseverance in you that it talks about in tribulations and trials that that we almost have to have in order for our faith to be strengthened. Because my faith wasn't destroyed, it was strengthened. Mm-hmm. I mean, it tried to destroy it, I'll tell right. you that. But it didn't. And I think about, you know, gold is refined through fire to be pure. Right. And then you have, you know, the potter and the clay analogy of how the potter is trying to shape the clay into this beautiful thing. And and if we were like, oh, don't do that, that hurts. You know, <laughs> quit moving me this way, quit moving me that way, then we would miss out on the beauty of what God's doing. And I think that suffering is a, necess- a necessary part of life. And, and it's hard to say that, but he gives us the tools and the ability to walk through it um, with strength and with grace and with um, with peace and hope. Yeah, that, that's great, Jeremy. Now, tell me a little bit about that uh, that process for you. Following Melissa's death, you said, you know, that something like that can try to destroy our faith, right? And yet your right. faith was strengthened. So tell me, did you did you wrestle with, with your faith somewhat during that time? You know, what, 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 oh, did, what, what did you go through? Absolutely. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind. I mean, even in the movie, it shows my struggles. It shows mm-hmm. my questions. You know, I've through my Bible across the room. I'm, I'm angry. I'm, I'm hurt. I'm confused. Um, but you know, I think that you, you get brought with a choice when you go through pain, you either, you know, kind of shake your fist at God and say, you know, God, why? Mm -hmm. And turn your back. 
which what happens is you run into the world, which the world is the cause of the problem in the first place. You know what I mean? Where there <laughs> right. is no hope and there is no peace. Or you say, you know what, God, there's nowhere else to go. Like like when Peter said that to Jesus when he asked him, "Are you going to leave too?" in John six, when all the dis- all these other disciples were leaving because they said it got too tough for them, mm-hmm. he said, "What about you, Peter?" And he said, "Well, where else are we going to go? You have the very words of eternal life." Mm-hmm. I think there's just a point when you got to go. Well, where else are we going to go? He's the only one that has life, and the only one that has peace and hope. And you know, I think through grief too, one pe- one thing that people don't talk about ever is Jesus on the cross. He said, "Why?" Mm-hmm. He goes, "My God, my God, why have you forsaken me?" And of course, Jesus didn't sin. So was that a sin to ask why and right. to kind of have that questions? No. And I think that people need the freedom to say, God's big enough for our questions. And, you know, I had to go through those things um, and, and finally get to the point where, you know, what Jesus finally did was say, but into thy hands, I commit my spirit. So basically he said, I surrender. So you can't get stuck in that place, though. There's, it's okay to have those questions. It's okay to, to go through that grieving, but just don't get stuck there, you know, because yeah. God provides what we need to get out of it. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Now, you've shared about your wife. Can you yeah. talk to us about how she helped you through the time after after losing Melissa and how she's helped you during the making of the movie and and how she's been a part of of your life in, in that healing? Well, I think a big part of it is that she's allowed me to actually talk about it. You know, mm. if you think about some wives may have a hard time and be insecure having their husband talk about, the, you know, their first marriage and the love of their life and, you know, all that it might be difficult for them. And, and, you know, although yes, there's, there's moments, especially during the filming of like, okay, moments of insecurity and stuff. She goes, listen, Jeremy, the reason why I can do this and why I'm so protective is because it changed my life. Like mm. her story and what I watched her, you know, and heard about her and all that has changed my life. And she goes, it's not about me or you or Melissa. It's about Jesus. And my wow. wife says that not to just say the right words right. because I know her. She said it because she means it. And, and that's why, I feel the confidence and I feel the support to actually go out and share this and to go out and, you know, this be a big part of, of my testimony. And even throughout the filming, I mean, she would just let me cry on her shoulder a lot, you know, cause I yeah. would, I would, I'd break down and it wasn't easy. And she was there to, to comfort and let me just kind of do what I need to do. And so she's been a big support and, and she's my champion because, you know, I don't know how I'd be able to handle it if she went and talked about I'm just being honest. Like, I don't right. know how I'd be able to handle it. If she went and talked about, you know, the first love and, the, yeah. you know, the whole story. And so she's, she is, she's my champion for sure. Wow. Yeah. 80s perspective is just powerful in the midst of that. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And just super yeah, encouraging. Yeah. Um, what yeah. a gift. I'm curious, you know, we're talking to uh, a lot of pastors, ministry leaders uh, listening in, in, in our audience. And Jeremy, what would you say um, for the film itself? How, how do you feel this film can help um, ministry leaders, uh, pastors? How can it help the church? Well, I think a lot of it, there's a lot of, you know, um, themes in this movie that um, youth pastors, pastors, leaders can draw from. I mean, you have everything from, you know, the father-son relationship, how the father, you know, really poured into his son and, and that kind of beautiful picture of that. And, you know, train your child up in the way you should go and then it won't depart. You know, that that's all there. Mm-hmm. You have the purity of, of waiting to marriage. You know, that's a big part of, of what's there. But you also just have dealing with grief and dealing with suffering and, you know, how to, to walk through it and um, dealing with fear. You know, I've had many stories already from people who have watched the film saying, I've battled with fear all my life. And I feel like I had a breakthrough and God really wow. um, walked me through and broke some chains of fear in my life. Uh, people saying, you know, I've, I've asked God and questioned God over some suffering and you know, I feel like that he's given me just a piece about it's going to be okay. And I'm, I'm going to, you know, see, 
the in a sense the benefits of of how he's going to use this. And so, I mean, I think there's a lot of tools to be used from this film um, that are going to reach a lot of different people and a lot of different. I think walks of life as well, mm. no matter what your background is, no matter what your age is, you're going to get something out of it. I think that's what's so powerful about this story. Yeah, that, that's awesome. Um, I, I want to talk a little bit, maybe shift gears just a bit, um, uh, because you have uh, such a heart for worship. Um, you've been involved yeah. in worship for um, for so long, uh, such, such a huge part of your life. And uh, again, thinking of our audience, pastors and ministry leaders, can you talk to us a little bit about your heart uh, for worship and what what that looks like and, and what encouraging words do you have for pastors and ministry leaders as they're seeking to help lead their congregations uh, when it comes to worshiping the Lord? Yeah, I think, you know, we have to really understand the aspect of of what worship is, and, and that is anything that glorifies God. So, of course, you know, our conversation right now, you know, right. even talking about the Lord is, is really, in a sense, if we're talking about the good things that he's done, we're in a sense worshiping him. And so, you know, I think that as we, we've heard us so, so many times that worship is a lifestyle. It is a everyday thing that not just song, but, but right. the song aspect of it too is so powerful because, you know, you have an opportunity to, in a sense, prepare your heart to say, God, I am, I am taking my eyes off myself. And I think that we have to be, and I'm not saying these songs that, that sing about, Hey God, I need your love or God, I need you. It that's, doesn't, doesn't mean that we can't do that. I'm just right. saying, but it does in a sense, we're still looking to him, even though we're singing those songs right. um, that are asking for help. We're still looking to him. Right. So in a sense, that's, that's worship unto him. And I think it's just, a, it's an integral part of what we do. Like for me, you know, not all of my songs are corporate songs, but they're all worship songs. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Right. Right. And I think that's kind of what I, what I have learned in the midst of what I do, I have corporate songs that I've, I've written some that are just um, songs that wouldn't be necessarily in corporate worship setting, but you could, but it's more, Hey, here's an introspective song that God has allowed me to, to glorify him and things that I've learned and ask and cry out to him through mm. these situations. And so, um, you know, I, I'm worship leaning is one of my favorite things to do. Of course, I love my concerts and we, that's all in there anyway. Right. But leaving, you know, worship at a congregation is also such a, a, an honor and a privilege. And, you know, me and my wife were talking about doing a worship album together, you know, more corporate wow. songs, right. you know, in a church together. And so, you know, I, I think it's, that's an integral part of the preparation of our heart, you know, getting ready for God's word and, and it's all kind of combined together. So, yeah, that's great. Um, talk to us a little bit about, you just mentioned there that, you know, there's there's a difference between leading corporate worship and um, doing kind of like a concert setting or something along those lines. Can you right. talk to us a little bit about um, what some of those differences might be? Yeah, I mean it's it, it's it's a weird. I don't want to say it's a gray area because that sounds funny. I say it's a gray area, <laughs> but it's a it's an interesting um, line to walk because, like I said, every one of my songs, if I'm doing a song that would not be particularly sang in a church service right. is still a worship song. So, right. you know, to, to define a difference would be, I guess you're going to have more people, um, you know, I, I, how do I even describe this? There's more of a posture of your heart of, of raising up your arms and really, you know, pointing towards, you know, okay, God, I am lifting up your name. Mm. I'm pushing you high. And then there's a songs that, that you're listening introspectively and, and almost like God is speaking to your heart. You know what I mean? Right, it's kind of right. like, those type of two differences and they're both very viable. And I think that, you know, I think some people get so stuck in like only worship songs that are corporately sung in the church are viable. And some people say, no, these songs are more viable because it's God speaking to us introspectively, you know, right. Right. It's like, no, 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 no. We need them all. All Right. We don't need to be battling against each other, encourage and high five one another. Like skillet. I love skillet. They're, they're, 
Uh, right. It was they're some of my good friends. And um, it's a whole different thing. Yeah. And But man, I'm telling you, God is using them yeah. like in a whole different way that I could never reach people. And so we have to cheer each other on no matter what the style, no matter what the, you know, you know, atmosphere may be cheering one another on as long as God's getting the glory. Yeah, that's good. Over your years um, in worship ministry and in writing and in performing and leading worship, um, you've you've had the opportunity to see a lot of a lot of change in the church because the church has right. changed, right? Um, right what what time. what are some of the biggest challenges that that you saw? Um, you know, the church facing and kind of moving through um, during those times. Yeah, I think, you know, one thing, and I don't even know if this is necessarily good or bad, or but it can be, mm-hmm. you know, it, right, it can right. be good. But I think the change of everybody having, you know, um, platforms to be able to offer to people. Like, mm-hmm. once again, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Right. But what happens is it gives people like, you know what, I prefer just this person's style over this person. And I understand that people's personalities are different and connect with different people, but people have, I I think in a sense, somehow, um, they either will go with a little bit more of a hype thing and like, Oh, this is exciting. Instead of like, God, is this really working my heart? I'm not saying it's always happening. Mm -hmm. Or they might say, Hey, I don't really want to go to church because I can watch it online. And I'm Mm -hmm. not saying that's bad, Mm -hmm. but you got to have corporate together worship and corporate together times of, of fellowship with, with community. It's so important. And so I think that a little bit like a community is starting to happen, you know, cause right. people are, and they feel great because they're getting these great sermons, you know, yeah. <laughs> but we need community, you know, and I think that that's an important key part of, of our Christian walk. And, um, so it's, it's a weird, it's hard to even articulate, you know, I think yeah. that, you know, it's, the hard thing too is there's so many options of churches and so many conferences. It's like people almost like, let me see, I want this flavor of ice cream today. So I'm going to take that one today. Right. And, it's, and it's like, instead of saying, God, you've put me here. I'm going to serve. Mm. I'm going to be the one that's going to reach out and, and minister in, in my you know area and community. It's more like, how can I get the most out of what I can get? And I think that it's a little bit of a shift of that sometimes. And yeah. we've lost the, the servant attitude and how can I benefit and serve? Um, I'm not saying everybody has, there's actually great big churches that are like, right, right. you know, going guys don't come here just to like, you know, just get fed and sit there. Like right. we are an outreach church and we are, and I love that. So there's not, I'm not like the doom and gloom guy. It's just, right. you have to be careful not to say what flavor do I want today? Serve me and let me get out of what I want out of it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So no, yeah, I think it's, that's, that's well said because the reality is, any of us can jump online and listen to, you know, the most incredible communicators or the most incredible worship leaders, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah. and never leave our room. Right. So, but right. that, that idea of the community, like you said, is so such a key part. I mean, scripturally, we see that, you know, biblically speaking, the community is such a key part. And, um, and uh, yeah, so I think that it's, it's interesting how technology provides so many advantages, but then also we just have to be careful because it can put us in a position where we're missing out on something that's very, very important um, as well. So, absolutely good stuff. I, I'm okay. curious um, about the film itself. Um, going back to the film, whenever, like, how did it even come about? You know, did you did you approach yeah. someone with your story? Did someone approach you? Like, how did how did that even happen? Yeah, kind of with everything in my life, it's always been letting the Lord open the door. And so, you know, this actually years ago. I think it was eight years ago. We kind of went down this process, maybe nine years ago. Um, someone was interested in doing the movie and, you know, we got the script, we had 
you know, people that were interested. We had a great producer and we kind of went down the road and it just, it didn't feel right at all. And so I scratched it. I was like, no, I'm not doing this. It doesn't feel right. Mm. I don't feel like God's in it. So of course, years later I get a, you know, I'm talking to Bart from Mercy Me and he's like, Hey, guess what? (laughs) They're in a movie on my life. And I'm like, Oh, that's awesome. I wasn't even thinking honestly about my story. I was like, that's awesome, man. It's funny. Stoked for you. Well then, you know, the Irwin brothers, yeah, you know, got a hold of me and we asked, they saw me at an event and said, Hey, we're just finishing up. I can only imagine it's about to come out. Um, we've read your book. I feel like your, your story could be your, your could be a movie. And so, you know, imagine came out. I said, cool, let's talk, you know, whenever you guys are free. And I was, I wasn't even thinking twice about it to be quite honest. Cause I've went down that road before and it's gotta be God doing it. Right. So people, people talk all they want, but you gotta let the Lord open the door. And so, you know, when the movie came out, it did really well. And they called me and said, Hey, we're, we want to move forward and talking about this. And it was just more talking. And when we had a conversation, we, there was an, they kind of interviewed me and Adrian to kind of get more of the backstory in a, in a deeper way. And at, at the end of the, the interview or the conversation we had for like four hours, they both, I guess, looked, I didn't know this until later, looked at each other and said, we have to do this film next. This has to be the next film. Because wow. they didn't want to do another biopic because they were like, no, two Christians. Right, yeah. you know. But they said, it's just, it's a whole different story, a whole different everything, and we want to tell it right now. And so I think, honestly, it's just an honor that, you know, this is the story out of so many stories out there that God has allowed to be told to this degree. Because movies reach a whole different um, avenue, you know, right? This exactly. Worldwide release. It's in 80 countries. You know, of course, right now there's a lot of things being put on hold, you right, know, right. but it's still going to be out there. And I think that's just such a huge honor. Yeah. You know, you know it's interesting, Jeremy, we we're, we we're talking a bit about, you know, what's going on in the world today with COVID-19 and, and the fact right. that lots of things are happening and, and yet this movie's releasing right now. And right. it's one of those <laughs> things where it's like, on one hand, it's like, oh, you know, Kind of a bummer we're releasing a movie when people are saying, you know, don't gather in public, right? So that's a bummer. But the other side of it is this is kind of the the God story in the midst of it. Like you're saying, you know, God knows what he's up to. You know, your story is such a story of hope um, in in the midst of uncertainty. And and right now we're seeing a lot of uncertainty. You know, people are, 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 you know, struggling with that. So. You know, God, God's timing, you know, sometimes from our perspective, we're like, oh, wait a second, you know, um, but, but I think God knows obviously what he's doing and, um, and really, really look forward to seeing this, this movie be an opportunity to point people to the hope they can find in Christ in the, in the midst Amen. of uncertainty, in the midst of sorrow, in the midst of pain and, and question, right? So, yeah, amen. I think you're right. That's, that's what the hope that I'm holding on to is just going, listen, God, use this. To bring that hope to people, because it, it is, it's, it can seem scary, but live your life. Don't, don't live in fear. You know what I mean? Exactly. And God wants us to trust him. So. Exactly. Awesome. So tell me what, what is next for Jeremy? Like, what, what do you see, what do you see coming up? I know you mentioned that maybe you and Adi would, might do a, uh, an album together or something. So, so what, what are some yeah. thoughts? Yeah. I think a lot of what, there's a couple things, you know, one thing that I really have a heart for is doing things with my wife more. Right. And we wrote a marriage book coming out April 7th called In Unison. Oh, cool. And yeah, very excited about it. Not that it's funny, writing the book was more of, you know, we don't feel like I really qualified to write a marriage book. You know? <laughs> and we felt like God just saying to do it. So, you know, it, it, we were very transparent. It was, it's very biblically based. It's, it's scriptures and Christ centered and everything. And so, um, I'm really excited about that. I think that we're going to do a lot of more stuff together. And I think that even overseas, because this movie is reaching uh, 
to the masses overseas, I feel like I have a heart to go. And as the Bible says to, you know, preach to the, the gospel to all, all creatures and, right. and across the nation. And so, um, I'm excited about that. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. We definitely, what, what did you say the title of the book is? Um, in unison. In unison. Very cool. We'll definitely, yeah. we'll definitely include some links. You say it's released in April. There's probably some stuff that we can find online. We'll, we'll include some oh, links yeah. for that. Amazon, everything. Okay, Absolutely. perfect. We'll include some links in the show notes for our listeners and also, um, links for, for the movie and everything that's going on around that. And I understand that pastors can uh, get group tickets, right? If they want to take a group to, to see the movie. Yes, absolutely. You know, one thing that's been really sweet about the church right now is a lot of churches are buying out theaters. Which wow. Is insane. And we've had, I think it was 150 theaters bought out. Wow. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. Across the nation. So people are really believing in this and I'm, I'm excited to kind of just to see what the impact will be even in churches and the conversations that are going to be had. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's excellent. Hey, Jeremy, before we um, close down our conversation here, just wondering if there's anything else, you know, you've got the ears of pastors and ministry leaders. Is there, is there any other words that you'd have just to maybe encourage them or speak to them right now? Yeah, I think that there's a, the scripture that I love is, you know, don't we don't be weary in doing good for in due season, you know, you reap the harvest. And I think that, we have to continue to, to just press on and persevere um, in the midst of just all this that's going on. And, you know, if you're doing it in his strength, then he gives you the ability. But if you try to do it in your own strength, that's when you fail. And so you'll be weary in trying to do good when you're doing things that, that you're trying to accomplish in your own strength. But if you're saying, God, what doors do you want me to walk through? What do you want me to do? He'll supernaturally give you that ability. And so, and you'll, you will, you reap the harvest in due time. It may not be like for me, you know, I've many people that all of a sudden, 20 years later, they see something come to fruition. Um, right. You know, you have to look at the prophets and sometimes like they don't even see anything yeah. until until they're, you know, gone, which is that, you know, I'm not saying that it sounds so morbid. But my point <laughs> is that my point is, is that in due season, you will reap the harvest and but do things not in your own strength um, because you will fail. But if you're doing things that God wants you to do, he'll give you the ability to do it. Yeah, that's a good word, brother. Good word. Yeah. Well, we are excited for I Still Believe, the release of the movie. Um, very exciting to see what God's going to do and how he's going to use this movie um, across the world, as you said, um, yeah. to help people um, see the hope that they can find in Christ. So thank you for sharing your story. And uh, thank you to AD for being by your side in the midst of that. And, um, yes. and it's a super cool thing. So uh, really looking forward to seeing what God's going to do. And um, we'll have links as I mentioned in the show notes to all the things that we've mentioned and excited Great. about that book release as well. It's, it's going to be super cool. So thanks Jason. Appreciate it, man. All right. God bless you, Jeremy. Have a great one. You too. Thank you. Don't forget to check out the new faith-based film about Jeremy camps, incredible true life story. I still believe, and you can get group tickets for your church or your small group or another ministry group by visiting. I still believe movie.com and clicking group tickets. I appreciate you taking the time to be with us on this week's episode. Every week as we are putting the episodes together, we're thinking of you, our pastors and ministry leaders, and striving to provide insightful and inspiring interviews as you seek to grow as a kingdom leader. So we hope you're finding value from the Church Leaders Podcast, and if so, we'd certainly appreciate you taking a few moments to head over to iTunes and leave us a review. Your positive reviews and ratings help other church leaders more easily find our podcasts so they too can benefit from these interviews. Again, we thank you in advance, and if you have any comments, any questions, suggestions, or ideas for guests, I would love to hear from you. 
You can send me an email to podcast at churchleaders.com, or you can connect with me on Twitter. Finally, you can find this podcast as well as other great faith-based podcasts on the FaithPlay app. It's available for both Apple and Android, and so we encourage you to check that out as well. So until next time, this is Jason Day encouraging you to love well and lead well. You've been listening to the Church Leaders Podcast. For articles, videos, and free resources that will help you lead better every day, visit our website at churchleaders.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.